0: where would we be without the mercy of God hallelujah oh yeah we give you praise and glory hallelujah Jesus we give you praise and glory why don't we just lift our hands up take maybe a few seconds uh, just to uh, just to thank God for his grace and his mercy hallelujah We're standing here right now because of the mercy and grace of God. Hallelujah. We can stand on our own. Hallelujah. The mercy of God reaches. The grace of God reaches. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some 32 years ago, hallelujah, the mercy of God came upon me and saved me. Oh, I just want to thank him for his grace and his mercy. Oh, yes, he is worthy to be praised today. Oh, are you thankful that he has saved you, he has healed you, he has touched you, he has turned your life around. Hallelujah, God is so good. He's been so good to us. Hallelujah, we cannot even complain. Hallelujah, there's no room to complain. God has been so good to us. You may all be seated. Amen and amen. Let me just get my props right here. Amen, you know me. I used to be a teacher. I I told Brother Treat when he saw this lighter, I said, I'm going to burn the house down t- today. I had to go to Dollar Tree to buy this. I want reimbursement for this dollar. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Amen. Let us just pause a moment. We've been, we are here almost every Sunday. We see each other every Sunday. Amen. So, you know, we have witnessed the grace and the mercy of God. Each of us has our own testimony. If I give everyone a chance, amen, we're going to be over time. The chance to testify the goodness of God. I mentioned some 32 years ago, April 7, 1988, Brother Angelus and I were, were riding our bike for me to get baptized amen I still remember April 7th 1988 God you know, you know I was baptized in the love name of Jesus Christ and then uh, maybe three months after that God gave me the Holy Ghost thank God for the Holy Ghost amen we need the Holy Ghost every day amen this morning, or even last night, while I was finishing up um, my notes for today, I just look back to the some 32 years of my life as Christian, and God has been so good to me. I've been through fire. I've been through some refining process. Guess what? I'm still standing. You are still standing. You've been through some fire, some trials and tribulation in your life. But guess, you are still here. You are still holding on because the grace and mercies of God. Amen. God has been so good to us. Amen. Are you thankful to God with whatever situation you're in? God is still good. Amen. Sometimes we lack something. Sometimes we have a lot of things, but God is still good. Amen. Look back. Look back to what God has done in your life. And tell me if you have room to complain. There is no room to complain. God is so good. Amen. Salvation, like, just like holiness, it is a process. We have to go through life. Life is a journey. Amen. It's a process. We walk through the narrow way to salvation. Amen. Christian is is not all beds of roses. Even roses have thorns, they say. Amen. We'll go through some refining process. Maybe some of us are going through that refining process. Let but let not the mistakes, the trials, the problems, situation in life define who you are. I'm going to preach today, let not re- your refining moment become your defining moment. Amen. You are not a failure. You are not a mistake. You are not defeated. You are victorious. You are more than conquerors. Yes, I've been defeated once, but I am more than conquerors. Amen. I'm not going to let my refining moment define who I am. I am somebody. I am a child of God. I am uh, what I am because of God. We are blessed people. We are so blessed. Amen. If God doesn't do anything to, for us, God still has been good to us. Amen. Are you tired of living a defeated life? Tired of spinning round and round? Guess what? Amen. Today, God will bless you. God is going to refine you. You're going to come out victorious today. Amen. Amen. We're going to read our text today. 1 Corinthians 3, 10 to 15. You're going to help me preach today, right? Amen. It says here, According to the grace of God, which is given unto me, as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth therein. Thereon. But let every man take heed, how he buildeth thereupon, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is who Jesus Christ. Not any man now, if any man build upon this foundation, gold, silver, precious stones, wood, wood, hay, stubble. Every man's work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed. by fire shall we pray lord jesus we thank you for your presence your spirit that is in this place today bless your word bless your servant today oh lord god anoint our ears our mouth the lord god that we may receive what does say the lord today and we give you all the glory hallelujah are not done yet you're gonna touch us you're gonna touch our hearts and our minds in jesus name we pray Amen. You may be seated. Clap your hands to God one more time. Hallelujah, Jesus. Amen. You heard the phrase, experience is the best teacher. Right? Experience is the best teacher. Why is that? Why did they say that? Because we learn from our experiences. Amen. We we go through experiences in life, amen. What is important is we learn from those experiences. If experience is the teacher of all things, something that we do not learn from an experience won't teach us anything. You gotta learn from your experience. Amen. The saying simply implies that we are encouraged to be taught or learned by experiences, and experiences always Teach us great lessons. We will learn more from things that happen to us in real life than we will from hearing about or studying things that happen to other people. Amen. Your experience is your best teacher. Question, have you learned from your experience? Look back at our lives. The experiences that we went through have made us who we are today. Amen? Amen. That's why we are still able to stand up, because the experiences that we went through. We learned from our own mistakes. We have our own testimony of how we made mistakes. We made wrong decisions. We failed in some things, but still managed to stand up. We may not realize it, but there will come a time that we will able to see the hands of God that have been with us in every step of the way. Sometimes we don't realize. Sometimes we question God. Why did you allow me to go through this mess? Why did you allow me to go this situation? But someday, somehow, You will realize that God has been with you every step of the way. And He is just refining you. He is just making you stronger just like the way you are today. Amen. The realities, they all happened to make us who we are today. We are still here, right? We still have hope. We're still alive. God is still blessing us. God is still good. God is still working for us. I want to encourage somebody today. The bad things the enemy meant to destroy you, God is using to make you stronger. Amen. They're making you to get closer to God. They're making you to trust God more in everything. Amen. Just like Job, sometimes, I know we don't have to compare the things that I've been through. Sometimes I can compare myself to Job. But no, God, Job went through worse things than I went through. God gave Satan permission to bring trouble into his life. Job could have become bitter towards all things he went through. But he chose to trust God. God is allowing things to happen in our lives because God trusts in us. God trusts us. He has confidence in us that we will not deny Him, that we will, be, remain, we will remain faithful to Him. Amen. I was just reading a quote from Mother Teresa of Calcutta. He said, I know God will not give me anything I can't handle. I just wish that He didn't trust me so much. You want me to read that again? I know God will not give me anything I can't handle. That's a promise. I just wish that He didn't trust me So much. (laughs) There's a little bit of complaining there. But you know what, Sister Brooks? God has confidence in you. That no matter what the enemy throws at you, you will still remain faithful. He trusts you that much that go ahead. I'm going to allow Satan to test you, to trust you, because I believe in you. Amen. Tell it to yourself. God trusts you. God trusts me. That I know that I'm going to trust him back. No matter what I have to go through in life, God is still good. God is still good. Amen. The Bible says the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. Amen. If we know that God will bless us at our latter end of our life, we're just going to say, Lord, come on. Bring me all those trials. You can take this. You can take that. Because I know you're going to bless me doubly at in the, in the latter end of my life. Job's story brings comfort to those who are suffering because it shows cases God's show, it showcases God's faithfulness and his ability to glorify himself through times of testing. I challenge everyone to say along with Job what he said in job 13:15, though he slay me, yet will, I trust in Him. Can you say that? Though He slay me, yet will I trust in Him. Amen. Another example is Joseph. Joseph could have become bitter because of what his brothers had done to him and the injustice of his imprisonment. Instead he worked diligently and grew in wisdom and responsibility his authorities found him faithful and promoted him to position of authority in time Joseph became second in command to Pharaoh and commandments command, commanded effort to sustain the nation during a seven year famine though through his experience Joseph learned to see his enemies who had evil intention as instruments in the hand of God. His brothers repented of the evil they had done to Joseph. Joseph explained a key to forgiveness when he told his brothers, Ye thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good, to bring past at it is today to save, much, to save much people alive. We can repeat this verse and address it to the enemy Today, what you intended against me for evil, God intended for good. What you meant evil against me, but God made it for good. You know what? You need to tell the any bad enemy those that that those words. You know that enemy trying to kill me? You're trying me to take me out? The things that you're doing. The bad things you're trying to do for me, God meant it for good to make me stronger. Sometimes we don't realize that. (laughs) Sometimes all we see are the trials and the uh, the attacks of the devil. We don't see the hands of God upon us. Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are the called according to His purpose. Whatever happens to us, is for our own good. Amen. Praise the Lord. I can stop right there. Amen. Let not re- your refining moment become your defining moment. I'm going to read a lot of verses here. Pastor Bucky, if you c- can follow me. <clears throat> in Second Timothy 3.1 We know that we are living in the last days, Right? <clears throat> 2 Timothy 3:1 says this know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. Amen. And then we know that there will come a time of shaking of faith in the last days, right? Hebrews 12:27 says and this word yet once more signified the removing of those things that are shaken as of things that are made that those things which cannot be shaken may remain. Have you experienced some shaking of your faith lately? Amen. Those which cannot be shaken may remain. That's why we're still here. Amen. We're going to throw to some shaking of our faith, but those who cannot be shaken may remain. There shall be falling away first in the last days. Amen. In Mark 4.17 says, and they have no root in themselves, but endure for a while. Then when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately they fall away. Amen. It's talking about the parable of the sower. You know, there's four kinds of ground. Those, uh, the seed that fell on the stony grounds, are just like those people, you know, the... Um, that they started they started saving God. But when tribulations come, because they have no roots in them, they easily got offended and just walk away. Amen. I hope we are not the stony ground, that we are the good ground. Amen. The Bible says, He that shall endure unto the end, the same shall be saved. In Matthew 24, Thirteen. That's what it says. Questions for the day: We must ask ourselves, which foundation are we standing on? Which foundation we're building? What kind of materials are spiritual house being built on? What are we made of? Ask ourselves: Are we in this thing for real? Are we serving God because we love God, or are we serving God because you know of some? Some reasons, maybe we, we are being forced to serve God or because the family is serving God. So are we in for this thing for real? Are we just going with the flow? Or are we going to stand the test of time and the trying of our faith? Are we willing to endure until the end so we all will be saved? Are we in these things because of our family or because of ourselves, are we depending on a relationship, on somebody else's? If you're by yourself, you go through through trials and tribulations by yourself. Are you are you gonna stand the test of time? Ask yourselves. You know what foundations you're building on. You know you know you know your relationship with God more than anybody else. Amen. They say, you know, the real us comes out during the worst days of our lives. Is that true? The real us comes out when we are under attack and we are under trials or going through hard times. Amen. The real us comes out when we are under the fire. I'm going to use this later. You, you can tell I'm... I'm I'm reserving this big diamond and the coal, the charcoal, and the fire right here. Amen. Maybe some of you are thinking, what are those for? Amen. So, thank God that we are still standing. Some of us should have given up a long time ago. Some of us should have thrown in the towel and told, called it quits. Some of us are still hanging on the thread. So to speak, some of us are still holding on to God's promises. I'm going to read some of God's promises here. In Psalm 30, verse 5 through 7, it says, For his anger endureth but a moment, in his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. And in my prosperity, I said, I shall never be moved. Lord, by thy favor, thou hast made my mountain. To stand strong, thou didst hide thy face, and I was troubled. Shall we just praise God for His grace and His mercy one more time. There is still hope. Christ in us, the hope of glory. Never ever give up. Never ever give in. Stay strong in the Lord. We we shall reap if we faint not. Amen. Hallelujah. God has been so good to us. Amen and amen. He's been so good to us. Amen. Let's talk about two moments that happen in the lives of God's people. I'm going to go on to the defining moments and refining moments. Amen. Let me just define the defining moment. A defining moment is any time in our life in which a choice that we make or an incident that happens causes something in our life to change. It is something that from that moment on defines some aspect of our lives. People have lots of defining moments through their lifetime. A defining moment can be when we move from being a child to a teenager. It can be the day we got married. It can be when we have our first child. A defining moment might be when you graduate high school or college. It might be during a death of a loved one. As Christians, we can also have defining moment. Let's talk about our defining moment. And later, I'm going to go through our refining moment because we have a lot of those refining moments in our lives. Can you think of something so spectacular or something that you won't forget that defined who you are? I'm gonna get an example because I am I have the mic right now. I you know, Brother Bailey, I'm coming to you, right? My defining moment was when I got baptized. I was in the world 1988, I was doing my thing, Brother Angelus. Thank God for allowing you for allowing you. Thank you for allowing God to use you to save me. I saw the change in his life and he invited me to church, and the rest was history. I was a mess, right? You know, you can see, Sister Haley, that I'm a good-looking, handsome man. I'm not like this before. I used to have a lot of hair, but don't worry about it. So, I was a mess. My defining moment was um, when God when God saved me. I just thank God for changing my life. You know what? You know, He baptized me and then He got the Holy Ghost and then God even changed my pattern. I went to Bible school when I was in second year college. You know, I took off uh, psychology before, and then God changed it to philosophy. I finished philosophy. Went to uh, uh, to Bible school in the Philippines, and then I didn't know God was just defining my my you know my life. You know that was my defining moment when I finished college. I went to I didn't know that God will bring me to Brunei, it's a Muslim country. Amen. So God used me there to start an uh, underground Filipino church, and then. You know, I went, I got my license, baptized maybe 10, 12 people, thank God, and uh, even though it's an underground, so, and then I was able to teach in a secular school, and then this principal there said, you know, we don't normally um, uh, hire a male teacher, but when he saw my resume that I finished philosophy, he, guess what? That principal went to the Philippines, the University of the Philippines, where I went to, and then he took philosophy. But I saw your resume that you finished philosophy. Man, so I'm going to make an exception. I'm going to hire you. So he hired me. I went there. God blessed me and everything. I'm just trying to summarize. And then 1999, God was able to give me a visa to come here and then met my beautiful wife. We got, we got married because of the shotgun behind my back. Uh, oh, erase that, erase that. So that's it. No, no, no. Uh, so we got married, you know. Just, we went through a lot. So that's my defining moment. I'm going to go through my refining moments later. I have a lot of those. But that's just my defining moment. God changed my life. Brother Bailey, I know you're ready right now. I gave you five minutes to think about it. What was your defining moment? I know it's not when you got married, no, but okay. What's your defining moment? Get ready, uh, some of you, okay?
1: It was when I allowed myself to receive forgiveness from the Lord.
0: Really? Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's a big thing there. Amen. Anybody else? Just raise your hands up. And sister, so, so sister Lynette just bowed her head and pray, started praying so I won't call her I won't call you Sister Lynette you raise your hands up my defining moment was when my first wife died she died of cancer and that brought me to the Lord when I was at the cemetery she was in a crypt and as I was praying I said, God, what do you want from me? And I looked up, I saw a dove and he flew over to another chapel where crypts, and the dove began to circle the cross. And I said, God, you got my attention. And from that moment on, I became deeper and deeper involved in the church That's a good one right there. And just to let you know, Brother Al has been coming to our journey class, trying to, you know, be used by God and, you know, learn more about God. uh, I'm looking for Brother Mark Antonio. I cannot see him. Oh,
2: right. Uh, My defining moment was when um, I repented. The night I repented in my bedroom in a house I was renting, and did not, at that point, had not really read the Bible, except for a couple of minutes before that, when I just opened it, and it said, your foundation is Jesus Christ, because I had left God, and prior to that, and um, forsook, you know, things that I was taught, even though I didn't grow up in the church, um, I, I left God, and, and there was a while when I didn't believe in God at all, and then I got mixed up, and drugs and um, and an eastern cult but that night i repented was my defining moment uh, because my reaction was um at that point i wanted to be baptized but didn't know how however they did it in the bible that's what i wanted and then from then on i started i found the church started going um received you know got baptized in about a month or so after that received the holy ghost
0: God changed your life. And a representative from the ladies before I go to my. Oh, you have your, your defining moment? I already knew it. That we, when we got married, and I said, I do.
3: Sorry, he's still a mess. When you're born and raised in the house of God, you sometimes live it because you're expected to, because you're in, it's your inheritance. But when you come to that point in your life where you realize, oh, this is real, and you start living it for God, you start living it for yourself, it becomes your defining moment. Amen.
0: That was good. For those of you, you think about the refining moments, all right? We have a lot of those. Any, one more. sir Sarnita
3: defining moment I lost a husband when I was 42 and uh, had four kids and I didn't think I'd ever get married again but I married this guy right here and I was going to a glow in this county I don't know whether they still have it or not but I sort of came to the Lord because my daughter, teenager, was in a mental hospital going on three months and I didn't know whether she'd ever come out again. And they made me comfortable to pray with them and they prayed for me. And she's, my daughter is of good health now. But I was without a husband and I went to Virginia Beach, and the uh, men's group in this state was called Full Gospel Businessmen, and that's what he was. And they were having a convention there, and I went over there and found out that they had um, permission to invite the ladies that night. And I thought, oh goody! I I, I didn't go to a bar. Anything like I went to church, you know. And he prayed because his wife had just died, and he prayed someone would come and sit in the seat next to him. And I did. And we've been married like for forty four years. That's good. Amen. What a beautiful
0: defining moment. Amen. There's a lot of example in the Bible for those uh, heroes of faith that had some defining moment, right? I'm going to name some few. Moses had, that, had a number of defining moments in life when he found himself in the burning bush and God spoke to him. Dan, uh, Daniel also at the lion's den. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had defining moments when, when they are taken into captivity. They were thrown into fi- fiery furnace. Those King David had many defining moments also. Amen. So we have a lot of defining moments. Amen. But let's hear. Let's hear some refining moments. Amen. And then I'm just gonna twist it back. Amen. What are what were your refining moments that have changed your life? We went through all the refining moments, right? Amen. So but don't be don't be ashamed of your refining moments. The the bad experience that you had to go through, for you to be able to be still here. Who, what were your refining moments? Any strong, Sister Becky? You're looking at me, huh? You, one of you needs to answer this question. What's your refining moment? I have a lot of them. I'm to... Okay, welcome to you, Sister Becky. My mother. Man, they're all like uh, angels. They didn't have to go through uh, refining moments. Come on, don't be shy. This is your testimony right here.
4: I grew up in church, but um, there's a lot of years that I only had any kind of a prayer life when I was at church. I would just pray at night before I went to bed. God, forgive me for all my sins. You know, and go right to sleep. Um, And I barely ever prayed unless there was something wrong. Um, I'd read my Bible to my kids for homeschool, but, like, that was the only Bible reading I did um, until I got sick. And I was so, um, I had so much pain, and I went to the best rheumatologist in all of Israel, and he said I was never going to get better, and it would probably just get worse. Um, And it made me pray. And that was a refining moment for me. Like, it changed my life. It, It was during those moments, I thought, what have I been doing like, I've got to do this every day, not just when I'm sick and I need something. I was embarrassed to come to God like that, but He had mercy.
0: Amen. That's a good one. Amen. Anybody else? Have taught one? No? You, godly people, that never went through a refining moment? Who raised your hand? Her hand. Okay. Go ahead, Sister Alex.
3: still going through it, but learning from it is just being in um, financial bondage and having to learn to grow through it and um, keep learning and keep refining. But um, God has changed my worship. You know, I I used to not be able to jump and move, but God has released that because that's how I work through it. That is what is defining me, not the bondage, not the lack of freedom that I feel that I shouldn't feel, but it is My worship that I'm able to worship and the freedom that he has let me feel and embrace and that I am able to worship him as much as I need his help and love on him because he has helped me and my husband through this and is helping. And it's totally changed my life. He has really showed me his freedom.
0: I told you there's some good refining moments right here. Sister Treat. It's always a treat to see Sister treat.
3: Well, back in 2013, I was in a serious car accident, which I should have been dead. And the first thing I remember is waking up thinking, oh. First, I, I didn't quite know where I was at, and then I was hearing Taylan scream, and I, I just remember, Tay-Tay, you and me are going to be okay, because I just felt that peace of God, and I knew when I woke up that I mean, I should have been dead. We flipped the car four times, and, and I, I might have had a lot of broken bones, but I knew I had something that God wanted us to do, and um, he brought us here.
5: Anybody else? No, I'm just kidding. I knew you were I have quite a few, but one I will never forget was um, a couple years ago, I was in a real, real bad place And I was out walking one day and it was raining and the Lord was telling me, I live really close to Pastor and Sister Windsor and the Lord's like, go to their house. And I'm like, no, I don't want to bother them. And then I would talk myself into it. Well, if their car's there, go. If their car's not there, duh, don't go. But something just kept pulling me in that direction. And I went to their house and I think Sister Haley was there. I don't know if she remembers, but she answered the door and they opened the door and I literally fell into Sister Windsor's arms. And at that moment I realized that sorry, that he loved me, God loved me. And he had something for me. And the devil was just trying to destroy me. And that moment when he made me realize you're all right. You'll get I got you through this and you need to move on. And you have there's people that are here to help you, there's people that love you. But that was one refining moment when God literally put me where I needed to be at that moment, and I'm grateful for that.
0: That's good. You're raising your hand.
1: Good morning, Church. Well, I got quite a few, but one that stands out is I used to live a worry life. Not too bad, but not good at all. But I, my mom used to go to church, and she always used to invite me, but I never. One day I used to go where well we call it, um, we used to call it like back down, but it's like going into the forest and look for like minerals. And I got this sick, um, they call it my uh, malaria. It could kill people. So I come out. I didn't know I had the malaria, but I went to church. My father was like surprised. But then I was going, they had this camp out. And they said, who going to put on the name? So I put on my name. And when I put on my name, I realized I got this malaria. So I said, I ain't going to the camp out no more. So I, I got to take in some medication. When I go to the malaria doctor, he was like, how you come here? And I said, man, I just come with a, a, a taxi. Like, a taxi? Because when he run a test, he said, me, he's supposed to be moving. I used to be like, my urine used to look like orange. And I like, I, for me, I sound like I believe. But when I go to, he said, your urine is your orange? I said, yeah. He said, does your blood mixed with your urine? Like, how you coming? Like, give me a, a shot, thing, Bob. And I, he said, Oh not we'll move, lay down for like a little 15 minutes, car this thing, and knock you out. And then I went home. Thinking a couple days, and then the, if I, I go, I talk to one the brother, he said, well, he pay for the, the, the um, camping thing. He said, you go in. So I pack my bag and go to the church where we move in, and when I reach out to church, I remember, I remember that I ain't got my medication. Mm-hmm. So, I saw how long this bus got to move for me, so, you got like half an hour, like there, like 20 minutes away, we go and come. So, I run home, when I reach home, I forget what I'm going for. Forget what I'm going for. I go in the house, and i there, like, I don't know, well, and Studying that this place we're going is like in a, a little, um, well, not lighted or anything. So I d- pick up a light, a kind uh, uh, attached. Right? I said, I'm gonna walk with this in case I gotta go to any dark spot, and I come back. When I reach back at the church, I see the brother. I said, Man, you know something. You know I go for me medication when I reach in the house. I forget. And said, Don't matter. You're going for holy ground, something. And I went this malaria that I get, the malaria man tell me I gotta be careful, mm-hmm. cause the things that he gave me the medication going just think it, but it could go away for now and come back, yeah. like a year after you just you gotta go back in the interior mm-hmm. and come back. And I never get it back. But I, I went to the thing, the brothers tell me said my going to pull holy the and, and I never like after coming out from there I never had. To drink back that medication. Yeah? So, this was my refining moment. Then I realized that I need to comfort my life. Because I see how good God is. Thank you.
0: So, we have to go through those refining moments. Shall we clap our hands to God? Amen. Amen. The point I'm trying to make here, that's why I asked the defining moment and refining moment, we have to go through those refining moments, but we, it doesn't need to define us. Let not those refining moments in our life define us. That's not who we are. You see, the mistakes, the trials, the, you know, the, uh, the defeats that we have to go through, that's not who we are. Amen? Let not those refining moments. You know the difference between defining moment and refining moment? The defining moment is God is changing your situation. But the refining moment is God is changing you, not your situation. So, God, you have to go through the refining moment. God wants to change you. How are you going to react if you have to go through those refining moments? Amen? And I mentioned about those uh, heroes of faith that had good defining moments. They had to go through some refining moments too. Can you give me an example that, you know, a uh, 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 hero of faith uh, that God used mightily but despite of their failures and mistakes. Samson. Samson was a mighty man, right? But he messed up. Right? But do we, do we remember Samson uh, the one who messed up? No, we remember Samson as the mighty man of God. Amen? So David, he, we remember him as the man after God's own heart. We don't remember David as the one who was a murderer or a, an adulterer. Amen. He had to go through this refining moment. Another example, Brother Chris, is what? Hmm? Paul. Yeah. What happened to Paul? I didn't read the Bible when it's about Paul. What happened to Paul? Huh? It was Saul. Uh, it was Saul became Paul. He was a persecutor of the Christians. He killed a lot of Christians. But we don't remember Paul as Saul. We remember Paul as a great missionary. Amen? How about Peter? Peter, you, when I say uh, Peter, do, do you remember Peter as the one who denied uh, Christ three times? No. We, we remember Peter in Acts 2.38. He's the one who preached the plan of salvation. Amen? What else? Another example. Jacob, he was some planter. He was a deceiver. But God changed his, uh, his name into to Israel. Right? Powerful of God. Do you get the point that I'm making? Amen. So we all make mistakes. We all failed, God. We all, you know, we are still making mistakes, you know, once in a while. But let not those refining moments define you. Let not us be remembered as the one who who failed, the one who was defeated, the one who denied Christ. Let us be remembered the one that is an overcomer, a victorious, that had a good testimony, that we even we went through all those refining moments, those refining moments did not define us. Nobody is perfect. As long as we live inside this flesh, we have a tendency to make mistakes after mistakes, failures after failures. We are all imperfect humans, capable of missteps along the way. It's okay. As long as we don't let those imperfections and failures and mistakes define who we are in God. Yes, we make mistakes. But guess what? Who doesn't? The great things about our God, He looks beyond all of those things and look for opportunities and possibilities and look at our potentials. Not who we were, but who who we could become. For believers, God uses these painful experiences to refine us. The industrial process of refinement takes a substance, with imperfections, I bought this charcoal right here. I mean, because the, the coal, when you go if you're a miner or something, this the, the coals that they find they can turn into this coal into a beautiful diamond. This is not the one, this is a charcoal from uh, some giant or something, but you know, if you this coal goes through a refinement or refining process this one can turn into this wonderful diamond but this coal with such so many imperfections like us we have to go we have to go through fire or we allowed <laughs> we have to go through fire to turn us into a beautiful diamond Amen. We are all imperfect. Amen. The spiritual process of refinement works the same way. Only God purifies our lives to bring us to our most usable form for His kingdom. Refinement removes our impurities. Amen. We have so many impurities in us that God wants to take or remove all those impurities. There's a song there. He's making diamonds. I cannot sing that, but I had to write the lyrics there at the back of my notes. Here and now, I'm in the what? fire in above my head, being held under the pressure. Don't know what will be left, but it's here in the ashes I'm finding treasure. He's making diamonds. Diamonds, making diamonds out of dust. He's refining and in His timing, He's making diamonds out of us. We are diamonds in process. Amen. God is wanting to turn us into a, a mighty uh, the vessel. God wants to use us mightily. Amen. Don't worry about your imperfections. Don't worry about your failures and mistakes. Amen. I have a lot of those. But guess what? God is making diamonds out of me. God is removing all my imperfections. And I'm going through the refining process. After we, went, we go through the refining process, we are cleansed and polished. More perfectly suited for God's call on our lives. Without the cloudy imperfection, we shine for God's glory. As children of God, our refining moments don't have to be our defining moments. Let not your refining moment become your defining moment. Amen? Noah, Abraham, Moses, David, Peter are famous for their faithfulness to God and their work in His kingdom. Not for their failures. Amen. Their refining moments were not their defining moments. Yes, we failed and fell, but guess what? We learned from it, got back up, and we went on. Yes, we made mistakes. Guess what? We learned from them and went on. Yes, we made mistakes, and guess what? We learned from them and went on. We are still here. Shall we stand? Amen. Hallelujah. We were, if we were to be honest to ourselves, we don't want to go through any trial or temptation. Nobody wants to go through any hardships in life. But God, in His own mysterious ways, allows things to happen to all of us, either to teach us to be stronger in our faith or others' faith can be strengthened. Amen. I thank God for all the things that I went through that I can say, God has been so good to me. Amen. Praise the Lord. I don't have to go through the process of the diamonds and coal. I have a lot of those but you know what? The difference between diamonds and coal even though they are both at their base different forms of the element, carbon and yes pressure is a key part of what turns decaying carbon based life forms into diamonds. Diamonds and coals, they have the same element in them. The only difference between them is diamond has to go through intense pressure of heat and fire. Amen. That if you want to become diamonds in God, you have to allow the refining moments that you have to go through. Amen. So you can be used for His kingdom. Amen and amen. I'm gonna go back to my own question. What are we made out of? Is the foundation we're building made out of gold, silver, or precious stones? Or is it made out of wood, hay, or stubble? What do you think is going to happen when our spiritual foundation goes through the refining process? Would it be utterly destroyed? and turn into ashes when I light up their charcoal or where would it turn into a precious stone like diamonds while we are being refined when we're going through the potters wheel so to speak let not this refining moment become our defining moment let us be remembered like the person who not who failed not who backslid not who gave up not who quit not who always made it. Not who missed it. But let us be remembered as one who's despite of all we've been through, we came out like diamonds. I want to be like diamonds. I want to be like a precious stone. I want to stand the test of time. I don't want to burn into ashes. I want to remain in God. I want to remain faithful. Despite of all the problems, situations that I have to go through. I am a diamond. I am a diamond in process. Hallelujah. I cannot be moved. I cannot be shaken. I cannot be moved. I don't want to turn around. I don't want to backslide. I don't want to turn from God. I want to keep on moving. I want to serve God until I reach that day. Lord, make me a diamond today. The altar is open today. If you want to be a diamond, let the refining process start with you right now. Oh, yes oh yes no one is perfect no one is without any shame or guilt each and every one of us has to go through this refining moment in our life don't live here without being refined by God don't live here the same way you can come out stronger than before you can come out like a diamond, a precious stone. Yes, don't let your refining moment become your defining moment. You are not a failure, you are not a mistake, you are not defeated, you are victorious, you are glorious, you are overcome in the sight of God. Amen and amen. Let us pray for one another, let us help each other, amen. Let us Help one another to go through this refining process. Amen.